Bones to the uh, second part of my Bengals schedule release. You know, looking over the second half of the schedule, I think I might have been wrong. It's not as daunting as I first expected. I think getting uh, that San Francisco and Buffalo matchup done kind of took away the zest, but that's okay. Anyways, thank you for listening. My name is Josh Reeser. I am the host of the Ethos Bengals podcast. You can find myself on Twitter at R-I-E-S-S-E-R-1-4, as well as at Ethos Bengals. Uh, Sports Ethos, always looking for new hosts. Please come talk football with me. Uh, Not too many NFL teams being covered right now. It's mainly basketball and baseball, which is fine. And a lot of fantasy, which I love. So come give a listen. Uh, If you want to come debate me about anything, that's fine. I'll win. That's okay. So let's, uh, let's dive right into it. Week 10, they are hosting the Texans, so this is coming off of the uh, the two hard matchups, like I said, the Niners and the Bills off of right after the bye, which is pretty good timing within itself. Uh, another, you know, a lot of teams on the Bengals' schedule seem to be kind of starting fresh, like I said, and here's another one uh, with D'Amico Ryans becoming their head coach, who was always, he was always a force on the field, he's a great defensive linebacker. Uh, there are no offensive linebackers, that is correct. Um, anyways. Yeah, you know, they also have C.J. Stroud, who I, I'm a big Buckeye fan. I think he'll do well. They had the number two pick. And then they went and traded for the number three pick, I believe it was, and they drafted Will Anderson from Alabama. So the Texans are a young team on the rise, I'd say. Uh, this is one of those potential mix and blow-up games where in... Uh, I'm going to talk about Joe Mixon in my next episode. No spoilers. Uh, Anyways, yeah, he could have one of those big games where he gets like 30 carries, 150 yards, and three touchdowns or something like that. Always inflate his stats a little bit. Uh, I think the key matchup, I think, will be uh, getting to Stroud early and often, abuse him, uh, make them go in comeback mode. Any team having to play behind against Cincinnati doesn't really... Doesn't really end well. Louis Anarumo is very good with his defensive schemes and always finds a way to kind of negate the comeback. You know, he kind of goes into safe mode and makes makes them nickel and dime you, and, and somehow they always get some mistake that the offense makes and capitalize. So yeah, nice game to come back off of the rough ones. Uh, then on a short week, they head to Baltimore on Thursday night football. You know, you get to listen to old. Kirk Herbstreit, who I love listening to Kirk. Him and Al Michaels. Uh, that's in Baltimore, I think I said. Second time they'll see them. Uh, it's another case where who knows where the division is, so this could be a really big primetime matchup. Uh, I'll be watching it at the Rugby Clubhouse, I'm sure, with the boys. Good old Cottage Grove, Wisconsin. But, yeah, this could be huge implications for later on in the season. Uh, another like question is will Lamar be upright because usually this time of the season he's starting to get banged up uh, maybe with the new offense he isn't running as much and uh, you know they're they're relying on J.K. Dobbins who also has injury concerns himself you know Odell Beckham's there he's coming off a freshly uh, repaired ACL I believe it was 
so Baltimore's got a lot of questions too. I mean, this will uh, this will be a big game. Just I think that the big key for the Bengals is just don't crumble under the lights. That always seems like they they don't perform well perform well. Excuse me uh, under under the lights, especially against Baltimore for some reason. They always seem to play them really tough. So this should be another win game. I don't know. It's, it's, they're playing a lot of athletic quarterbacks. So, stopping Lamar, another big matchup, like always. Uh, okay, uh, week 12, they host the Steelers. First time seeing them in the season. Uh, another AFC North back-to-back matchup. Uh, Zach Taylor himself is 4-4 four and four versus the Steelers in his career. Uh, so, you know, another team with some questions. Uh, does Kenny Pickett make a big stride in year two? He seemed okay as a rookie. Uh, Kenny two gloves that is because he uh, has to wear two gloves because his hands are so small. Uh, you know I I've never been afraid of this offense really, and even like Najee Harris, he's starting to get beat up a lot. He's got a lot of tread on the tires, especially for being a decently young back. Uh, well, coming out of Alabama, he was pretty pretty workhorse like there too. So, but you know those backs do have a good history in the NFL. I've got Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, even though he uh, looks like he's going to be holding out for training camp. You know, you got the new ones like Jameer Gibbs, and, you know, I could go on. Even Kenyon Drake has shown some flashes. Mark Ingram was really good. Anyways. So, yeah, stopping, stopping Najee, you know, just, just hit him a lot. Let's just hit him a lot. Yeah, Matt Canada, like I said, offense, it's so it's so stale. Like, there's nothing to be afraid of, really. George Pickens and Deontay Johnson on the outside, sure, whatever. Frymuth isn't the most athletic tight end, so it's not like we have to really worry about matching up with him. Just cover him in the red zone. He's a pretty big boy. Maybe that's where uh, Jordan Battle or Dax Hill comes in and just presses him really hard on the line. Uh, you know, but the thing about Pittsburgh is they always do find a way to win because Mike Tomlin, even though I don't like him, just because he's Steelers coach, he's really good. Uh, you know, and the Bengals sometimes seem to play before the well, below their level of play. Excuse me. Uh, Burrow three and two versus the Steelers. He didn't play against them twice as a rookie because that's when he got his knee blown out. Uh, they do play him pretty tough though, and you know the main catalyst of that is T.J. Watt, who last year just like multiple pre- he just manhandled the Bengals offensive line in, bo- in both games I think he had an interception almost returned I don't know the dude was just all over the place multiple sacks although that was when we were kind of banged up at times but I'm not I'm a little less worried now but still he's just one of those guys where you have to worry about him almost every play uh, let me clarify okay last season one and a half sacks and two interceptions. Like, how does it? How does a defensive end get two interceptions? Like, how does he average one interception a game when you play when you play him? Someone's just like, get on him. Get in his freaking chest and don't, don't let him jump up and down. I guess I don't know. That guy's athletic. I'll give him that. I just I hate the Steelers. Coming off a win from the Steelers, I think. The Bengals will be heading to Jacksonville for a Monday night football showdown. Uh, Burrow versus Lawrence get to play again. 
Joe took uh, took the last meeting, threw for uh, 350 yards and a couple titties. Uh, Jacksonville will be looking a bit different this year, though. They signed uh, Calvin Ridley fresh off of his year since suspension for gambling. Hopefully he, he learned his lesson. He was naughty. He's a naughty boy. Uh, but seriously, don't be dumb. Just like all those guys that got caught a couple weeks ago, mainly from like the Lions. Like, don't be stupid. And, like, especially Jamison Williams, who was like a really highly touted receiver. Like, people were really excited about him. Now he's got to miss six games. But you know, they had Ridley. They just re-signed Evan Ingram to uh, to an extension, who I think could be a pretty tough tough matchup actually for the Bengals because he's. He's a, he's one of those athletic tight ends who's pretty quick, especially up the line. Uh, I th Bengals seem to have a lot of speed in the secondary, so the catch-up part isn't too uh, worrisome. But you know, sometimes uh, people you don't expect will get you, and I think it's going to be uh, Evan Ingram for this one. Do they go more three safeties? Do they put a fourth cornerback on the field? You know, they do they think that Pratt or Logan and Wilson can keep up? Probably not. Let's put one of those safeties we got on them. Another matchup we're going to have to watch is Trevor Lawrence and his legs. You know, he's a, he's an athletic guy. He's big, too. He's like 6'6", six, six, and he can run. kind of uses those, like, like, gazelle legs. But it's just another uh, athletic quarterback Bengals will have to stop. I think this this time through the, at the year, Lou Anamarumo will definitely have a scheme that will be able to stop an athletic quarterback, or he'll he'll have figured out which package is successful. And so I guess we're not really worried about that. You know, you know, stopping Travis Etienne, he's an athletic back. They have a good connection. Uh, you know, just the Jaguars, I, they they don't get me too too hot and bothered about worrying about losing. So I, I you know, and since. I, I, I like Cincinnati. Sorry, my brain just kind of stopped working there. Uh, so, okay, let's move on to the next game. They uh, get another rookie who, guess what, is very athletic and is on a team with basically another entire new coaching staff. Uh, Anthony Richardson, like, destroyed the athletic metrics at the Combine this offseason. And he's a big dude. He's... Like 6'4", 240, fast. He's a bigger Jalen Hurts, I'd say. I don't know if he's got quite the same um, arm capabilities that Jalen does, but he's an athletic monster. And he's running with um, Steichen from, from the Eagles' offensive coordinator. So it basically is going to be the Eagles' offense in an Indianapolis Colts jersey. So, you know, that's a lot of speed, a lot of power coming at you in the run game, especially with Jonathan Taylor being a, that's a, like, a nice one-two hammer, I'd say. Uh, so maybe they run a lot of read option plays. Bengals are going to have to be cognizant of that. Find out how the, who, who to match up on that and just be quick off the line, really. Uh, the Bengals, at this point, so this is then December and January where they have won seven straight at home. And uh, Burrow looking to keep that alive, although against the Colts, he is 0-1. Yeah, he threw 300 yards, no touchdown, interception, took a couple sacks. He was in a shootout with uh, old man Rivers, Phillip. 
that is who put up 350 and three tutties, so I don't know what was going on with the Bengals' defense there. Uh, but, like I said, another fresh start team. Hopefully a team the Bengals should be able to pounce on early, make Richardson beat you with his arm and not his leg. I'm sure that's going to be a theme all year for teams going up against Indy. Maybe Minshew even starts a couple games by, by this time in the season, I'm sure. Anthony Richardson will be behind the plate. And it just, you know, I think another one the Bengals should be able to take. Uh, so that moves us to week 15, where they get an interesting opponent, I'd say, this year. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings. And this is a flex game, so if both teams are doing well and fighting for playoff spots, it'll probably be a primetime matchup. And uh, only a few more weeks at this point, so it's getting down to the wire in the season. Hopefully, uh, I think the Bengals should be in first place at this point. Like I said earlier, the second half of the schedule hasn't been too bad, uh, with really only well, maybe a loss against Baltimore. Maybe Jacksonville gets us. They did have that big comeback win against the Chargers in the playoffs. But, you know, against the Vikings, it's a, it's a Zach Taylor versus Kevin O'Connell, which are both... McVeigh guys, so there's always that kind of storyline, the coaching tree. Uh, Burrow is 1-0 versus the Vikings. Uh, I think that was last year or the year before, they had an overtime match. I think it was last year, I think it was the first game of the year. He threw 260 yards and a couple of touchdowns, but he took five sacks, and you can't let that happen, but he was also coming off that epidectomy. That's when the Bengals were just kind of not themselves. And, like I keep saying, the offensive line is much, much upgraded. The Vikings will not have Dalvin Cook in the backfield, which will be interesting. Uh, a lot of talk about Madison this offseason. I actually drafted him in one of my leagues, but then I traded him because I got an offer I couldn't refuse. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a fun matchup for this one. Not necessarily key. I mean, it will be key stopping him. Uh, Jefferson versus Chase. The, uh, the LSU receiver that both have just dominated their rookie, both dominated rookie seasons, second year Matt, like, these guys are just basically the new top two receivers in football in the fantasy aspect in the real world, and you know, they're two very likable kids, they, they work very hard and haven't heard a bad thing about either one of them uh, so making Kirk live up to his name and being checked down Kirk, I think that's going to be a big big point of emphasis. You know, don't let them run on the Bengals D. Uh, stopping Kirk and just I don't care, double team double team Je Justin Jefferson, I don't care. Take him out of the game completely. All they also have TJ Hawkinson. It'll be a tough matchup for them. It's another time for them to shine with all their safeties they've been drafting the past couple years. But, again, another winnable game. Then, they go and play Pittsburgh again. This will be the second time in one, two, three, four weeks. Or five. Second time in five weeks. So, and this is December 23rd, so a few days before Christmas. It's going to be snowy. Uh, Pittsburgh, I, I looked at their schedule. I think they're probably hovering around 500 just because that's what they do. They're not a great team this year, but they'll find ways to win. I still think Cincinnati will be in first place, but it could be a lot closer than I think it is right now. Like Baltimore and Cleveland could be right up there. They could all be within a, a game or two within each other. 
uh, you know, this it should be snowy, like I said. Does that affect game plan? Is this a Joe Mixon-Chase Brown game? Maybe Brown's overtaken Mixon by this point in the season, and he's more of a, a plotter. Not sure. Injuries. This is about the time of the year last season when the Bengals started losing all their offensive linemen. It was huge. The, the lack of depth was uh, was crucial. The Bengals did a good good job this year. Now got Cody Ford. He'll be a backup, either swing or guard. They got a couple guys that are young that are looking to make another step up, like Deontay Smith and Adenogy and uh, the the center I, from Georgia. That's escaping escaping my mind. Plus, having Leo Collins coming back this at the end of the first half of the season, that'd be huge too. Maybe he knocks. Volson out and becomes the left guard. Options are plenty. I think they win this game as well. I don't foresee Kenny Pickett lighting them up in a snowy matchup. For maybe I don't even know if it's going to snow. I'm not a fortune teller. I could be a meteorologist. But another winnable game. And then the big daddy, the Chiefs. And not just any game. This game's on New Year's Eve. So I got to ask off work. Because uh, it's not, I don't know, this this matchup is going to be fun. Of course, they put it at the very end of the schedule. Like this probably has implications for number one seeding. At least seeding one through three. Uh, let's go into it a little bit. Bengals and Burrow are three and one in the past couple of years against them. It's creating this huge rivalry with that one of those losses being in the AFC Championship last season, which their offense just could not get going in the punting. That's the reason why the Bengals took a punter this year in the draft. Because that screwed them. Like, how are you in the NFL and you can't get any hang time on a freaking punt? Uh, anyways, uh, Chris Jones also feasted against our, off our destroyed, dismantled, embarrassing offensive line. That's not going to happen again. I won't let it happen personally. I'll go suit up. I'll take him. I'll take a big butt down. Played a little right tackle back in my day, but wasn't my claim to fame. That's okay. Uh, you know, in Burrow we trust in this one. He's always played them tough. Got to keep him upright. Let him pick him apart. He was going to. You know, Tyler Boyd gets a lot of slack because he said if the Bengals had him they would have won but it's true that he was destroy he was tearing them up through the middle they didn't have an answer they were not ready for the game the Bengals game plan which was to pick him apart through the middle with Tyler Boyd uh, but the biggest matchup probably is going to be who's going to stop Kelsey I think the defensive line will be able to generate enough pressure on Mahomes to keep him uncomfortable the Bengals didn't get lucky last year. He was playing on that bum ankle, and they still couldn't get it done. It kind of sucks. Um, but yeah, cover Kelsey. They've, they're going to have all season to find out what the best 
game plan is on these athletic tight ends. Hopefully Lou's got it down by then. And then another thing, it don't get beat deep by Marquez Valdez-Scantling, for the love of freaking Christ. Excuse me. But 6-1-1-6 one, one, six and a touchdown. It'll live in my head rent-free. It could have even been 7. I don't know, I'm getting all, all flustered thinking about it. They can't get beat, beat deep by Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And so in this, this is one of those games where you toss it up. I don't know who wins or loses. Definitely want it to be the Bengals. I think they can. I think they should be able to. I think they're the better team overall. But it's just one of those matches. It's a great rivalry. I love that it's happening now. I'm friends with a lot of Chiefs fans. We're cool. The people on Twitter get way too into it, though. I don't understand it. But exciting matchup on New Year's Eve. I really don't want that hangover, but it's going to happen. Okay, and so uh, then they go to Cleveland, excuse me, they host Cleveland in another flex game, so probably another primetime matchup. Uh, they haven't seen each other since week one, so it'll be fun. See if team has changed at all, if Watson's still out there, or I don't know, like the division's probably going to be very, very close. Hopefully the Bengals aren't coming off a loss from the Chiefs. They're going to need everyone they can. Uh, other than that, Denzel Ward, he's actually killed the Bengals. I, three interceptions, two pick sixes versus the Bengals. Like, here's an idea. Maybe don't throw at that guy. Burroughs, one and four versus the Browns. Like, I'm tired of it. It's like the big brother almost... When in reality, the Bengals were first. So, there we go, guys. Bang schedule release covered. I think the Bengals should be in first place at the end of the year. I'll say, um, let's see, I will say, I'm going to go ahead and say 12-5. and five. And that's with a couple games where I kind of just didn't really, is a kind of toss-up. It's hard to, to win more than that, I think, in the NFL, especially in a tough division. So, I think that's good. Good enough to get them maybe a two-seed, probably not the one-seed. I think that matchup with the KC really decides everything. But, again, thank you for listening. Uh, the next episode, I will go over uh, the pay cut that our man, Jumpin' Joe Mixon, took. Hallelujah, he actually came to his senses. Uh, and then we'll kind of see what my uh, training camp storylines are going to be. Something like that. I don't know. I'll figure something out. But again, thank you for listening, Bengal fans. Have a good day. And who day?